Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, the greatest radio shows of all time. Suspense. The Shadow Node. Washington calling David Harding. Classic Radio Theater. The Great Gildersleeve. Fibber McGee and Molly. Dragnet. Gunsmoke. The Lone Ranger. Now step back into a time machine with your host, Wyatt Cox. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. Jimmy in Boston will be very, very excited to learn that we're bringing you an episode of My Friend Irma starring Marie Wilson, whom... He still swoons after. Uh, Marie Wilson, my friend Irma. This episode is from June 2nd, 1953. And uh, there's some horsing around here with Laughing Boy. My Friend Irma. Created by Cy Howard, transcribed from Hollywood, and starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. Peterson is a girl of, well, um, let me describe her this way. She walks around like she's got the world on a string, but she can't remember where she put it. Jane! Jane! Where are you? Right here, Cookie. Oh, Jane, wait until I tell you. No, 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 just take it easy, take it easy. You know how rattled you get when you're excited. All right, I'll be calm. Good. Now, what's it all about? Well, uh, you know my boss, Mr. Clyde, is married. Of course I know. Well, now they have a horse. A horse? Yes, after all these years. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, Mr. Clyde's always wanted to race horse, and he bought one. Yeah, well, go on, honey. I think I'm starting to make contact with you. Well, uh, this Saturday, Mrs. Clyde has invited us all to be her guests at the racetrack. Oh, yeah? Is that nice? Yes. Mrs. Clyde says we're going to watch their horses run in a box. I see. I suppose poor Mr. Clyde spent so much money on the horse he can't afford seats and we'll all have to sit on boxes. <laughs> no, honey, it's not that kind of a box. Oh. Tell me, what's the name of Mr. Clyde's horse? Well, his name is Laughing Boy and I'm sure he's going to win. You know, as they say at the track, 
he'll come in on his nose. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I see you know all the terminology. Well, naturally, Jane, I should know all about horses. We had plenty of them on our farm in Minnesota. Oh, did you? Yes. Why, many a morning I ran into the house screaming, Daddy, come into the barn. The old gray mare has just had another calf. Irma, <laughs> that's Colt. Oh, Jane, you know so little about these things. A colt is a boy, a calf is a girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's a stallion? Oh, it's a little white onion with a long green top. <laughs> I guess we learn things all the time, yeah. you know? Yeah. Glad to help. You know, Cookie, the more I think about going to the races on Saturday, the more excited I get. Of course, I've never won in my life. Well, of course, you have to have a system. Now, when Laughing Boy runs... I think I'll bet him uh, room and board. That's across the board. <laughs> it means you bet win, place, and show. You understand? Well, naturally, I'm sure if he shows up at the right place, he'll win. No. <laughs> no, that's not quite it, honey. Win means first, place is second, and show means he came in third. Irma, now tell me the truth. I know you were raised on a farm with horses, but have you actually ever been to a horse race? Oh, just once. You understood everything that went on? Why, certainly. What do you mean? Well, for instance, did you see them take a horse into the winner's circle and put a wreath of flowers around its neck? Oh, did that mean he won the race? Well, sure, certainly. Why do you think they put the wreath of flowers around his neck? Oh, I thought he just got back from Honolulu. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Cookie, since you don't know your way around, and I don't know my way around... Well, maybe the I... maestro and Mrs. O'Reilly can advise us. Uh, Mrs. Clyde wants me to invite them, too. Oh, that's great. That's what I'm saying. Why don't we take all of our money and put it in a pool? No, Jenny, we're invited to the track. Why should we go swimming? Honey. <laughs> Just tell me how much money have you that you'd like to bet. Well, about $10, $4 I'd like to bet on horses that pay about 40 to 1. I see. And the rest I'd like to bet on long shots. <laughs> Come in. If you don't mind, it's me, Maestro Wanderkin. Hello, Janie and Irma, my two musical masterpieces. One a Strauss waltz, the other the Nutcracker Suite. <laughs> oh, well, Maestro, how much money have you got? Money? Uh, uh, you mean the money I have on me, or the money I keep hidden under my mattress, or the money I have in the bank? Well, all together. Seven dollars and forty-two cents. <laughs> That's not including uh, government securities. Government securities? Yeah, I have three two-cent stamps I haven't even touched yet. <laughs> oh, you, you must forgive her, my maestro. It's her enthusiasm. Mr. and Mrs. Clyde have invited us to the racetrack this Saturday, and this includes you and Mrs. O'Reilly. Oh, isn't that nice of them? Yes, Mr. Clyde has a horse called Laughing Boy, and I, I think we all better bet on him. Well, it all depends on how he got his name. Does he laugh after the race, or does he stop to laugh at horses in front of him? <laughs> well, that's a good question. Maestro, do you go to the track often? Often? I wouldn't say that. Naturally, being a musician, like all true musicians, horse racing is below our cultural level. We haven't got time to take our mind from the classics for such nonsense. Oh, well, I understand Laughing Boy is going to run a mile and a quarter. A mile and a quarter should do it in 210. The track record is 26. Going off at 5 to 1, pay about 10.30 wins. 6.40 place in 210 to show, barring photo finishes on a muddy track. I thought uh, musicians didn't know about horse racing. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> this is just some dialogue I picked up on a sheet of music from the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Uh, yeah. Maestro, you're not fooling anybody, and I'm with you. How's your luck? 
Well, sometimes it's not bad. Now, last year, what a streak of luck I had. I won the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh race. Uh, if I had any money left, I would have won the eighth race, too. Well, Jean said we should all take our money and put it in the water. She means pool our money. <laughs> well, it's a good idea. We'll have a bigger bankroll to start with. Uh, Irma, tell me, have you seen this horse, Laughing Boy? Yes, he has the same brown eyes that my Al has. <laughs> Do they shift from side to side, too? Wait a minute, that's a hunch. If this horse is anything like Al, we have to bet on him. Well, what do you mean? Have you ever seen Al take off? I once saw him running away from his landlady, and I guarantee he did the mile in less than a minute. Well, we'll leave it up to you, Maestro. Irma's putting up $10, and I'm putting up 10 It'll be up to you to put up... Your arms around me, honey. Hold me tight. Cuddle up and huddle up with all your might. Listen to that, Mrs. O'Reilly. Put your arms around me, she says. Who can she find with arms ten feet long? Hello, girls. Hello, maestro, dear boy. I'm afraid you have competition. When I brought the ash cans out this morning, Mr. Sweeney from across the street whistled at me. Well, I hate to uh, dash your hopes to the rocks, Mrs. O'Reilly, but he broke his glasses last night and he only whistled at you because he thought you were the truck and he wanted you to pick up his ashes, too. (laughs) Now, don't you go making any remarks about me. Oh, by the way, girls, how do you like the way I'm wearing my hair? Oh, that's very nice. Oh, that reminds me, you're invited to the horse races this Saturday, Mrs. O'Reilly. Yeah, to see the other bang tails. <laughs> now, what's this all about? Mr. Clyde bought a racehorse, and Mrs. Clyde has invited us all to the track this Saturday. Oh, glory be. I haven't seen a horse race since I was a little girl in Ireland. Every year we'd go to see the running of the Irish sweepstakes. Sweepstakes? Yes, and Irma, don't bother asking if the horses run with brooms. <laughs> Are you going to be doing any betting? Oh, sure. Why? Well, I don't know how to describe it, but I have a way of talking to horses. Well, I guess if you can't get anyone else to converse with, you have to resort to that. <laughs> did you know that you can tell a horse's age by counting his teeth? I know, I know. Well, one more remark from you and you'll be counting yours in your hand. <laughs> now, come on. Let's not get into any arguments. I want us all to have a good time at the races. Personally, I'm very excited about the whole thing. Oh, so am I. Uh, you, by the way, Irma, do you know who the jockey is going to be? No, but I hope it's Mickey Rooney. I once saw him riding three races and he won them all. Well, what movie was that? It was the same one. It was raining outside, so I saw the picture over and over. And he won every time. <laughs> Too bad you couldn't have placed a bet. She would have cleaned up. I know. I looked all over for an usher. I'll bet. <laughs> Come in. Hiya, folks. Hello, chicken. Hello, Al, honey. Uh, what's new, chicken? Well, Mr. Clyde has a horse running Saturday, and he's invited all of us to be his guests at the track. Chicken, your boss owns a racehorse? Yeah. Oh, and he's the sweetest thing. Now, wait. Just happened to have a racing form on the inside of my shoes. <laughs> Now, wait a minute. Did you say the horse's name is Laughing Boy? That's right. Here it is. Laughing Boy. Out of Sleepy Valley by Rip Van Winkle. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a real peppy family. Has he won any races? Let me see. According to this, the only race he won is when he beat the trainer to the feed bag. 
<laughs> well, Mr. Clyde wouldn't buy any old animal. He's very particular. Remember what I went through before he hired me? <laughs> now, let me look at this nag's record. Let's see. In his first race, he came in second. In the second race, he came in third. The third race, he came in fourth. The fourth race, he didn't show up. <laughs> The fifth race, he finished first, but that was really in the sixth race. <laughs> you know something? This don't seem as good as government bonds. Mm. Well, maybe the horse is just a curious type. Curious? Yeah, you know, the kind of a horse who always stays in the position so he can see if all the other horses are wearing tails, too. <laughs> Chicken, I want you to find out a few things about Laughing Boy for me. What else? Well, for instance, find out if, he, uh, if he's a hay burner who likes a fast track. Or is he a nag who likes to hog the rail? Or is he a good mother? All right, I'll ask Mr. Clyde. Now, what are you going to ask him? Uh, is he a fast trail burner who likes to hug the hen? Is he good to his mother? <laughs> no, no, chicken. Look, why is it every time I put some plain, sensible words in your head, it comes out like it was in a free-for-all fight and you lost? Al, why don't you just stop trying to work angles? We're all going to go to the track to have fun, and that's oh, all. Sure. Okay. We'll all do all right. Gee, I better get to work. Mr. Clyde may be expecting me to come in early today. Why? What do you mean? Well, last night when I locked up the office, I'm not sure whether he left first or I left first. <laughs> that would be concerning. Uh, June 2nd, 1953, my friend Irma on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A busy night on CBS on this particular Tuesday night. Uh, Art Linkletter's People Are Funny at 8 o'clock, followed by Mr. and Mrs. North. John Lund as yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And then my friend Irma at 9.30. So, quite the night. They were heading directly against Spibber, McGee, and Molly on My Friend Irma. So, you know, ratings couldn't have been great. All righty, we go back to uh, uh, June 2nd, 1953, Tuesday night, and more of My Friend Irma on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Good morning, Mr. Clyde. Good morning. How are you, Miss Peterson? Well, I'm a slow starter, but be careful in the halfway post because I really get going when you stretch me. <laughs> What are you raving about? Well, that's racetrack talk, and I want to be ready Saturday when Laughing Boy runs. Laughing Boy isn't running Saturday. Why not? Well, I'm getting rid of him. I bought a new horse, Dancing Girl. Hottest thing on four legs. Just, but what about Laughing Boy? Oh, they sold me a lemon. He's too old. I'm getting rid of him. Getting rid of him? Yes, he's kaput. Kaput? Come. Oh, well, are you selling him? 
Well, uh, not exactly. Well, is he being put out to pasture? Uh, not exactly. Well, if you're not going to sell him and you're not going to put him out to pasture... Well, we're all excited about going to the races Saturday. Really excited. Sweetie, what's bothering you? Oh, Jane, I'm worried about Laughing Boy. Is there any way he could be cured? Cured? What's he got? Kaput. Kaput? Kaput. I never heard of it. Oh, no, Irma, darling, this is not a disease. It's just an expression. An expression? Yeah, like if Mrs. O'Reilly was wearing a bathing suit, someone might say, here comes Sweetie Pie. Why, maestro. (laughs) See, it fools you. It happens to be an expression used by circus people. Sweetie Pie was the name of a famous elephant. Why, you old flea-bitten monstrosity You should talk with that bushy hair and long nose You look like an anteater wearing a feather duster That's what you do Please, I'm worried about laughing, boy Jane, what do they do to horses that are too old or too sick to run anymore? Why, uh, uh, I guess they either put them out to pasture or they send them to the, uh, um It's, it's, it's nothing for you to worry about Yes, there is. There isn't, honest. It's no use, Jane. I know when you're holding something back. You always look out the window and polish your nails. Well, what's so unusual about that? With your gloves on? (laughs) Say, that's a pretty dress you have on. That's very becoming. It's my slip. (laughs) Please, Jane, now stop stalling and tell me the truth. Irma, please don't bother me. I I I have things to do. Maestro. Janie, have you got a nail file? And and you, Mrs. O'Reilly, you're my friend. You'll tell me. Well, glory be, there's only 249 days before St. Patrick's Day. And I haven't got a thing to wear. I'd better go out and do some shopping. Hey, now, wait a minute. Nobody leaves until I find out. Oh, honey, what are you getting so upset about? Well, none of you people know Laughing Boy, and I do. Why, I was down at the stable, and and he's sweet, and he's pretty, and I... I know he's such a good friend that if you ever needed him, he'd work like a horse for you. No, please, Jane, I can't forget Laughing Boy's expression. He looked me in the eye as if to say, Irma, Irma, what are they going to do with me? And I'm looking you all in the eye, just the way he looked me in the eye, and I want you to answer. What are they going to do with Laughing Boy? Uh, well, uh, uh... Well, uh, but let me put it this way. What happens to people when they get too old? Uh, uh, they dye their hair red and they lie about their age. <laughs> oh, be still. Oh, honey. <laughs> Irma, what, what Mrs. O'Reilly is trying to say is that, well, uh... Well, when you become old and firm, if... Irma, have you ever heard of Valhalla... Is that near Sun Valley? <laughs> now, now, let me handle this because it requires delicate and tactful handling. Irma, darling, there's nothing to be excited about. I'm sure they won't send Laughing Boy to the glue factory. Glue factory? No, that was real delicate. He's going to the glue factory. Oh. Irma, Irma, darling, please, please listen to the old maestro. No. 
Yeah, yeah, listen, I'm a, we, we know you feel badly about laughing, boy. We know, but after all, you're, you're not doing anything to him. And according to Mr. Clyde, that new horse dancing lady looks like a sure winner. So why don't we concentrate on her and leave well enough alone? You're cruel, all of you. That's why you don't know what this means to me. You never loved a horse or owned a horse or been around a horse. How can you say I've never been around a horse? Take your arm off my shoulder. <laughs> hello? Oh, uh, hello, Mr. Clyde. Yes, yes, Irma's here. What? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell her. Saturday? Oh, sure, we'll be there. Thanks, bye. Sweetie, that was your boss. He wants you to come down to the office. He has some extra work to get out. I'm not going. Now, look. No, I'm... I don't want to have anything to do with him. Any man who would send a sweet horse like Laughing Boy to a glue factory. Could you imagine what he'll do to me when I get too old? <laughs> now, Cookie, you really don't know that he's going to do any such thing. I'm sure Laughing Boy will be all right. Oh, Irma, Saturday's supposed to be a gay day. Mrs. O'Reilly is right. We should plan to bet on dancing girls. Yeah, you're just like all the rest. All well, you think about is the money. No, Irma, it isn't that at all. It's just the dancing lady is a filly. And we must cheer for her because, well, like us, she's a member of the weaker sex. <laughs> yeah. If she's as weak as you are, she'll probably pick up the grandstand and run with it. <laughs> You say, I'm not going to the races, and I'm not going to work for Mr. Clyde. Mr. Clyde, that glue factory monster. Oh, now, Irma, don't get dramatic. You have a job. Now, why don't you just go to the office, and maybe Mr. Clyde will tell you what he's going to do with Laughing Boy. All right, I'm going to put it directly to him, and, and believe me, if he's going to mistreat Laughing Boy, I'll report him to the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. You know, the YMCA. <laughs> Well, Miss Peterson, so you finally got here. Well, I came as fast as I could. I grabbed the first bus I saw. Then why has it taken you over an hour? It was the wrong bus. Oh, pardon. <laughs> well, never mind. I've already typed the letters I wanted to dictate. Just put them in the envelopes and be sure they're glued. Glued? Yes, glued. Murder! <laughs> what? You know what I'm talking about. When you get tired of someone, you send them to be glued. Miss Peterson, how do you get in this condition? Do you take dizzy pills every morning? <laughs> take pills. I'm not a hydromatic... Hypochondriac! <laughs> oh, forget it. Look, I have to leave town. I won't be back until Saturday. I want you to do something for me. Yes, Mr. Clyde. I want Clyde. you to go to the track and tell my trainer to enter Dancing Girl in the race. Well, what about Laughing Boy? I have other plans for, for him. Mr. Clyde. Some other time, Miss Mr. Peterson. Clyde, I've got a plane please. to catch. I'll see you at the race. Mr. Clyde! Bye. But what about Laughing... Jeez, God. I can't let him do this to Laughing Boy. <laughs> Irma to the rescue, June 2nd, 1953, my friend Irma on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just going to take a minute here to tell you about the big savings going on now. The clearance sale at MyPillow.com. And you know I've talked about how in my office... I have a pair of my slippers and they're really comfortable and they're on clearance right now. The mypillow.com slippers, $25 a pair, limit 10. And I would buy three or four more pairs. Unfortunately, they're out of my size. They also have sheets, pillowcases, clothing items, all on special right now. Go to mypillow.com. Click on the clearance tab at the top of the page, use my promo code Wyatt, or call 1-800-928-4715. Limited sizes remaining in the MyPillow slippers, limited colors on other items. MyPillow.com, clearance tab, promo code Wyatt, 1-800-928-4715. Thanks for tuning in to Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on your favorite station. Remember our webpage, classicradio.stream. Now the conclusion of My Friend Irma and the story of Laughing Boy, June 2nd, 1953. This must be Laughing Boy's stall. Oh, there he is. Hello, laughing boy. (laughs) Isn't that sweet? (laughs) He recognizes me. (laughs) Gee, I I wish you could talk, laughing boy. Mr. Clyde wants to get rid of you. (laughs) (laughs) Just throwing him names won't help. He wants to make glue out of you. Why, if he does that, I'll never lick another stamp of my life. <laughs> What's that? Oh, my gosh, you can talk. Well, of course I can talk. Oh, oh, it's, it's you. Yes, my name is Henderson. Oh, you must be Mr. Clyde's trainer. That's right, miss. What are you doing here so early in the morning? Well, is I... there something I can do for you? You see, I, I'm Mr. Clyde's executive secretary and general, Bonyface, mm. and he sent me to tell him. Hey, by the way, who, who's the other horse that keeps looking at Laughing Boy? That's Dancing Girl. I haven't had orders officially yet for Mr. Clyde. I think he'd want me to race her instead of Laughing Boy. Why? Well, Laughing Boy just doesn't seem to have any spirit. The last workout I gave him, he barely made it to the track. <laughs> what does Mr. Clyde want me to do with him? He wants you to run him in the race. Are you sure? Yes, he he has other plans for Dancing Girl. I can't see why he wants to run Laughing Boy. Believe me, this nag would be laying down right now if he wasn't in such a narrow stall. Well, don't worry, Mr. Henderson. He's what you call a sleepwalker. (laughs) Those are Mr. Klein's order. I'd better go out to the office and put him in as an official entry. Bye, miss. Bye. Now, you see what I did for you, Laughing Boy? Now you must win the racer. Her golly, I... I'll lose my job. <laughs> oh, I, I see. You want to go over to Dancing Girl? Okay. Come on. Maybe if you had something to run for. <sighs> there. Now you're now you're both together. <laughs> oh, how sweet. 
Just like Al and me. <laughs> if you really want to make her proud, you'll win today. I've never seen so many people. Uh, Maestro, you'd better hold me hand so I don't get lost. Nothing doing, they might think I'm the jockey. <laughs> this way, Janie. I, I see Irma. Oh, yeah, she's with Al and Mr. Clyde. Irma! Well, kids, I hope you put a good bet on Dancing Girl. I know that horse can't lose. There's an $8,000 purse on this race. An $8,000 purse? I can't see why you need such an expensive pocketbook. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Isn't this supposed to be the race? That's right, it ought to start any minute. Well, I don't see Dancing Girl up on the board. Oh, you must be mistaken. Miss Peterson. Yes, Mr. Clyde? Look up there at the board. They've got Laughing Boy up there instead of Dancing Girl. Miss Peterson, what have you done to me? I'm ruined. (laughs) Of all the morons, I had to pick the prize. One of them all, I can't bear to look. Mr. Clyde, look. Laughing Boy, he's gaining. He's right out in front. You're probably mistaken. If I know Laughing Boy, he's only out in front because it's the other horse's second time around. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Look. Look, he is winning. Miss Peterson, how did you do it? Well, he was lonely, so I got him a girlfriend. He won. Laughing Boy won. Only because he was lonely. What do you mean he was lonely, you wonderful idiots? I married him to a dancing girl. That's why he ran so fast he's anxious to get back for the honeymoon. And they lived happily ever after, sort of. June 2nd, 1953, my friend Irma on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Hope you're happy, Jimmy. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Classic radio theater with Wyatt Cox. Ripley's Believe It or Not came to radio in 1930 uh, after having been in newspaper for about 10, 11 years ahead of that. So it was a very popular type of format. And a spinoff from that was this show. Can you imagine that? Not related to it, but the same type of content. This episode from the 1940s is called The Animal Spiel Day. Animals have a field day in New Jersey. Kisses pay off a $5,000 debt. A song was written about a chump's remark. Can you imagine that? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Lindsay McCary back again with another assorted collection of odd facts and news items with which to amuse and entertain you for a while. Until my cohorts and I return in just a minute and a half, we hope you'll wait, won't you?
You've all heard the old song about the animal fair. It seems that all the birds and the beasts were there. Well, in the first part of the month of August, 1926, the state of New Jersey had an animal fair all its own. It was on August 5th that the phone rang in police headquarters in Middleton, New Jersey. Police, death sergeant speaking. This is Oliver W. Holton, owner of the Twinbrook Zoo. Yeah. And look, there's a leopard loose from my zoo. Huh? A leopard? Yes, it's vicious. Escaped from a crate. You better warn everybody to look out for it because it's dangerous. Shoot to kill if you can't capture it. I'll offer a hundred dollars reward, dead or alive. Yes, sir. Higgins, Mallory, Cassidy. Yes, there's a leopard loose someplace. We got to get it. But Saturday, August 7th rolled around, and the spotted killer was still on the loose, roaming the Red Bank countryside. The reward went up to $500, and rifles were loaned by the National Guard to nearly 100 men. The hunt was on. But meanwhile, still in New Jersey, on August 9th, in Pompton Lake... Say, ain't that a dog howling? Yep. Been hearing it for quite a spell now. Wonder what's the matter with it. Let's take a look outside, Joe. Sounds like it's pretty close. Okay. Say, there it is. That collie right over there. Hey, get away from there. Shut up. Uh, he ain't gonna get. He's staying right there. Well, I'll... Say, look. Running a little piece, then stop still. He wants us to follow him. Yep. Come on, let's get Sam and Cole. That dog might have found the leopard that's running loose. Come on, we'd better get a couple of guns just in case. A half a dozen citizens followed the frantic dog, following him to a mud hole where they stopped. See anything, Joe? Uh, nope, no anything, Ed. That dog sees something. Hey. Hey, look, Ed. Look in the center of the mud hole. A cow. Yeah. Stuck in the mud with only her head to show us. Come on, get the others. We'll get her out of there. Poor critter. All right, come on, boys. Anxious to help, the collie jumped into the mud hole and promptly got stuck. Right in the way of the cow's rescuers. First the dog had to be pulled out and then the cow. Can you imagine that? But that isn't all about New Jersey's animal fair of August 1926. It was on August 11th that Leon Shoulder of Elizabeth, New Jersey, was taking his pet chimpanzee for a walk when... Now, now, take it easy. Take it easy. You'll... Hey! Hey! Oh, my gosh, he slipped out of the lease. Hey, somebody catch that chimp. Somebody catch him. Get after him down there. Get after him. Spurred on by yells and commotion, the chimp raced down the streets through alleys. Every once in a while, he eased the strain on his feet by swinging through trees and dropping to earth in front of frightened citizens. He bit three of his pursuers, and then... Glad you got here, boys. I think I've got that chimpanzee cornered in the cellar at 309 Center Street. Just give me a hand and we'll have him in no time. We'll take care of it, mister. Better let the police handle this. This is no job for you. What do you mean? It ain't a job for me. Say, I guess you don't know I'm the dog catcher around here. <laughs> the two officers and Mr. Hulk cornered the wandering chimpanzee in a cellar where Mr. Hulk tossed a dog-catching net over the slippering simian and the chase was over. One more chapter has been written in the August 1926 saga of the New Jersey galloping animals. But one more was to follow. In Orange, a little dog decided to chase a cat, but uh, forgot that the cat was smaller and a bit more agile. The cat slithered between 209 and 211 Main Street. The dog followed it, only to find that the space between the two buildings, although ample for Kitty, was just a little too small for himself, and he was soon held fast. A few moments later, the phone rang in an Orange police station. Yeah. Orange Police Station. Hey, there's a dog stuck between two buildings, 209 and 211 Main Street. You better get him out. Okay, I'll send somebody. Tooley. Yeah. Grath. Yeah. You two are the skinniest cops around here. 
Go down to 209 Main Street and get a dog out that's stuck between two... The two officers went, but the dog was stuck fast. The officers made funny little noises like a cat, tossed ropes and did everything to get the dog out, but it was useless. The fire department was called and the ladder lowered between the two buildings. The dog refused to climb the ladder, but was eventually rescued by slipping a hooked pole under his collar. And that about ends New Jersey's animal fair. In the seven days between August 5th and 12th, New Jersey had a loping leopard, a quagmired cow, an over-enthusiastic collie, a chasing chimpanzee, and a wedged-in dog. Can you imagine that? Well, here's an odd way to clear up a debt. From a newspaper of December 1, 1909, comes a story about the Temple of Emmanuel in Chicago, Illinois. It seems that a debt of $5,000 had accrued. After a conference, it was decided to hold, of all things, a kissing bee. Can you imagine that? More than a score of girls, each of them a pretty miss, volunteered their services. Said their leader... The girls will line up in a corner of a hall, which will be known as Smackville. Kisses will be 50 cents each, and no one man will be allowed more than a dollar's worth from one girl. If the men want to kiss more than that, they will have to take their money's worth by kissing all the girls. <laughs> of course, the various kinds of kisses came up for discussion. Some girls said the kiss should be limited to a platonic peck upon the cheek, but... Said one practical miss. Nonsense. What man will pay 50 cents to kiss a girl on the cheek? We won't do any business at all. And so it was agreed to take a chance with the more amorous of the kiss purchasers who might try to get more than 50 cents worth of osculation by prolonging the kiss. Said the spokeswoman of the girls. This won't be any love affair. This is purely a business proposition to lift the debt on the temple. I'm sure we can charge 50 cents per kiss because it's worth every bit of it. I've always hated mustaches, but I'll take a chance on them for the good of the temple. No girl will be allowed to sell more than 400 kisses. We salute the genius of the person who thought up the plan of selling kisses at 50 cents each to liquidate a debt of $5,000. For the musical portion of this Can You Imagine That, we're going to present another of those interesting song stories. That is, we're going to tell you how a certain song was written. The title of our lesson today is I Wonder Who's Kissing Her Now. This famous old song was written, as you probably know, by Frank R. Adams and Will M. Huff. But how? Well, it seems that Mr. Adams and Mr. Huff were collaborating on a new musical show, The Prince of Tonight. During this collaboration, Adams gave a party at his summer home in White Lake, Michigan. Among the friends he invited were two young ladies who were known to be chums. Came the night of the party and... Uh... <laughs> well, 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 I, I was just beginning to give up hope. I thought you weren't coming. Oh, no, Mr. Adams. I wouldn't miss your party for the world. Good girl, good. Oh, you know Mr. Huff, of course. How do you do? How do you do? I'd begin to give up hope, too. But now we can have a real party with such a charming guest. <laughs> your compliments sound a great deal like lyrics for a song, Mr. Huff. <laughs> He's got you there, Will. Oh, uh, where's your friend? I thought she was coming with you. Oh, uh, she, uh, she had a previous engagement. She asked me to thank you and excuse her. Well, that's too bad. Well, come along and I'll introduce you to some of the people you haven't met. Coming, Will? Yes, I think I will. And incidentally, I'm going to put in my bid for the first time. Well, it may be that the young girl wasn't having a very good time. We don't know. At any rate, we find her later out on the veranda in the moonlight with the wind singing a romantic song through the trees. Perhaps she thought of her absent friend who had a date. Maybe with a handsome lad down from Yale and a bulldog shoes, peg-top trousers, and a calabash pipe. While she was on the veranda, Adams and Huff were standing nearby talking. Well, Will, we've got to get out the lyrics for that one song. I've been writing lyrics in my sleep. I can't seem to get a good theme, a good start. Oh, never mind. We've been stuck before, but we've come out of it all right. See, Frank, our young lady seems to be a bit lonely without her friend. <laughs> or maybe we're just a little too old for her, Will. Uh, let's go over and cheer her All right. Here, here. Oh. What kind of business is this? Pretty girl like you standing out here alone. I'll fix that up during the next dance. Oh, thank you. You seem to be down in thought. Oh, uh, yes, I guess I was dreaming a little. Maybe it's absurd, but I was thinking about my chum. I guess I'm different than she is. 
But everywhere she goes, she, she seems to have such a good time. So many gentlemen friends. Well, I... Well, I guess I was just meant to be a... A wallflower. I wonder... I wonder who's kissing her now. Oh, oh now, isn't that silly of me? Excuse me, please. I'll be back in a moment. Yes, certainly. Frank, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it, Will. I wonder who's kissing her now. I think that's it, Frank. I think that's it. I wonder who's kissing her now. I wonder who's looking into her eyes, breathing sighs. Telling lies. That's it. That's it. I wonder who's kissing her now. Just a chance remark, but it was enough to start Adams and Huff on the lyrics to a song that was destined to sweep the country. Oddly enough, when the song was put in the show, The Prince of Tonight, the management and the principals concentrated on other songs which they thought would get the most applause from the audience and almost ignored I Wonder Who's Kissing Her Now. Can you imagine that? I wonder who's kissing her now I wonder who's teaching her how Wonder who's looking into her eyes, breathing sighs, telling lies. I wonder who's buying the wine for lips that I used to call mine. I wonder if she ever tells him of me. I wonder. Who's kissing her now? I wonder who's buying the wine for lips that I used to call mine. I wonder if she ever tells him of me. I wonder who's kissing her now. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the song that made a nation hum and was built around the chance remark of a young lady who envied her chum. Can you imagine that? Well, now, before I turn you over to your own station announcer, I'd like to say this is Lindsay McCary bidding you goodbye now.
oddities always made good radio listening. That short program, Can You Imagine That, from back in 1940 here on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Can You Imagine That is the name of the show. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Thank this radio station and support their advertisers. It's their kindness and courtesy that allow us to be with you each and every time you roll around here on your favorite station. Miss a day? You don't have to miss a single show. All of our shows are available by a podcast or by streaming at classicradio.stream. Classicradio.stream, a list of places where you can podcast our programmer there. You can also find our social media links. You can learn about building a classic radio collection of your own. And you can also buy me a copy. That buy me a copy money helps us maintain our distribution channel so we can keep coming to your favorite station. And it helps us acquire additional classic radio collections. Classicradio.stream. Have yourself a great day. Tell all your friends the greatest radio shows of all time are right here at this spot on the dial. Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on your favorite radio station.